Welcome back to another episode of Speaking to Stacy, the podcast sharing practical advice for an action-driven lifestyle. So this week, it's just me on the podcast, and the reason being is that I have a few announcements to make, both in my personal life and for the podcast going forward into the future. So let's tackle the first issue of my personal life. I'm not sure if everybody's heard, but I'm becoming a dad in August. I am super excited. Such fantastic news. I feel blessed, excited, and nervous, no doubt, but overall extremely, extremely happy and can't wait to become a dad. And my wife gives birth in August of this year, so we are more than halfway there. At the time of this recording, which is the 28th of March, 2023, my wife is just shy of the 21-week mark. So all's going well at this point in time and fingers crossed looking forward into the future. So that's the personal side of things out of the way. What about the podcast? Well, I've made a decision that this will be the second last episode, the penultimate episode of Speaking to Stacey. And my final episode will come out next week. I have one more guest to air. And then I'm doing a pivot completely away from what I'm currently doing. And I'm going to focus a little bit more on my one real love at the moment, which is fitness and exercise. I'm going to bundle that together with the journey of becoming a dad. I know that for many men and women who have children, life becomes very hectic and it's very difficult to prioritize your fitness. And my goal is to create a podcast for busy dads who are struggling to maintain their habits, their routines around their workouts, around their diets, and around their mindset. And I want to lean more heavily into topics like that and bring on dads and guests that share in those experiences. So going for, going forward, this podcast, it will still be up and online. It'll be there indefinitely. But the new show will be geared towards, as I said, dads and dads struggling to find the time and the energy to have a fitness routine. And so I want to leave you with some of the lessons that I've learned from making a podcast. And I'm hoping that in sharing what I've learned, that you can also dig deeper into some of the episodes that I've already recorded and find some of your own nuggets there and some things that you can walk away with and add to your life. So let me jump right in. I'm going to actually give a little bit of a, of advice or help or lessons. I'm going to give my lessons based on every single guest that I've spoken to. So I've had 24 episodes, but 23 unique guests. My sister Jade appeared on the podcast twice, so I've only kept one lesson I learned from our, our conversations, from both our conversations. So let me jump right in and start off with number one. My very first conversation was with Nono Pongolo, and Nono's story taught me, and I hope that it can show you, that it doesn't matter where you start in life. Nono's story emphasizes the power of persistence and hard work in the face of barriers. He also shared 
that you have to identify and take your opportunities when they present themselves to you. Maybe I'll just dig a little bit deeper here and explain that Nono grew up in a township in South Africa, but that didn't stop him from becoming a domestic cricket player in South Africa, and he also played cricket abroad in England. And I'm hoping that from his story, you can also realize that where you are now doesn't necessarily predict where you're going to end up. Next conversation I had was with my sister Jade, and as I said, I'm going to combine both her conversations together. I believe hers was episode two and six. And in both those conversations, I realized that Jade and I shared things with one another that we'd never spoken about before. And this taught me to be more present and aware in my relationships with friends and families and to be my authentic self with the people that I care about and I love most. I never ever felt judged by my sister in our conversations. And I think that it opened my eyes to the fact that some of the most personal stories I have, I haven't even shared with my elder sister, someone I trust and love. So just something to think about in your own life. My third episode was with Natalie DeToy. And most people are aware of Natalie's story. But I'll just give a brief breakdown of what happened to her. For those of you who don't know, Natalie lost her leg. She was amputated at the knee. Um, I think actually just above the knee, if I remember correctly. And so I can't imagine what it must be like to live life with such a tremendous physical disability. And despite all of her challenges, Natalie seems like such an optimistic and incredible young woman. She's so full of life and her story really should fill you with inspiration. You can certainly face challenges with a smile on your face regardless of the difficulties that you're going through. You have a choice. It isn't always easy to smile in the difficult times. Trust me, I know this. I've been through a few rough patches myself and it isn't always easy. But surely you'll agree with me that giving up isn't a better alternative to putting on a brave face and facing up to your challenges. The fourth episode was with Leanne Peirce, who's a former South African rower. And my conversation with Leanne made me realize that it's okay to head back to the drawing board when things don't work out. That's just a part of life. I think that sometimes we start climbing a mountain to realize that the path we're on doesn't reach the summit of where we're going. So sometimes you have to climb back down to the very beginning to get up to the top of the the mountain you're trying to climb. And that isn't failure. That's realizing that there are going to be times in life where you have to pivot and change directions. And viewing it as a failure, I think, is a mistake. So yeah, that's something that I learned from Leanne. And I'm hoping that you can, can use that in your life as well. In episode number five, I sat down with Anton Taylor, and this episode had a lot for me personally, because Anton and I share a lot in common. The one thing that really stood out for me in our conversation was that learning a new skill 
is something that can be truly humbling. It's an exercise in humility. And Anton reflected on that when he was talking about learning how to box. It brings us back down to earth. And I'm hoping that you will explore things outside of your comfort zone in order to grow as a human being, in order to experience that humility, in order to bring yourself back down to ground. And um, yeah, it's a wonderful transformation to go through learning new skills. My next conversation was with Nick Groom. And the one incredible thing about Nick's story is that he was always counted out. People never thought he would be the guy to rise to the top of the the pack when it comes to rugby. And listening to Nick's story made me realize how he used that negative force as fuel, as inspiration to be better. Think of all the times that you've been counted out, that you've been told that you won't succeed, that you've been told that you can't do what people say, or you can't do what you say you can. Think about all those times and how you can use that as a positive driving force. Another person who does this excellently well is David Goggins. If you haven't listened to any of David Goggins' content online, I seriously suggest you go check him out. Up next, I had Kyle Brown, and Kyle reflected on the dog-eat-dog world that is professional sports. This made me realize that sport is a subset of life. Life has a bad habit of chewing us up and spitting us back out. You need to protect your future by investing into alternative skill sets in case your primary source of income goes away. And this is something that also kind of came through the conversation I had with Ryan Buerta. And I'll, I'll reflect back on that when I get to Ryan's episode later on. My eighth lesson is from Raf Jeffter. Raf and I go back a long way. We went to school together and we've been friends for a long time. And Raf has taught me that you need to live for the future. You can't change the past. It's the future that is full of potential. And speaking to Raf was certainly a a breath of fresh air for me. He made me realize that you don't have to be boxed into one identity for your entire life. You can grow and explore other areas of expertise, even when other doors and opportunities close in front of you. So just, yeah, I think, look, look forward, look towards the future and find a, a new place for yourself if your current place is no longer, is no longer viable. My next conversation was with Nick Costa. And I really loved this chat with Nick. He taught me a lot about what a leader needs to do to build credibility. And I think anyone out there who's sort of beginning their role as a leader can really learn from that conversation. Um, But what really stood out for me, even more so than our conversation about leadership, was his description of surrounding himself with the right mentors. It didn't happen all on purpose for him. Some of it was luck where he was at the time and the coaches that he was learning under. But the speed that you will learn from a mentor versus learning on your own is just, you can't, you can't compare. 
So if you have the, the luxury of a mentor, that's great. If you don't, I suggest you seek one out in whatever it is that you do, whatever your profession is. Try and, and seek a mentor out, someone that will help you accelerate your learning curve. You'll get to mastery much, much quicker that way. My next conversation was with uh, Christian Devet, CJ, and he made me understand that something you love can quickly lose its splendor once it becomes a job. For him, it was rugby. He used to love playing rugby, and when he became a coach in the MLR, the Major League Rugby in America, he found that his passion dried up quite quickly. And it made me realize that you have to fall in love with the mundane things in the pursuits that you follow. And if you can't fall in love with the mundane things, it might be time to walk away from whatever it is that you're doing and start something fresh that you have passion for, that you love. My next conversation was with Martin Muller. And Martin's story reignited my study of marginal gains. And this is something that I can truly testify to, that it will help each and every person who takes the effort to study and apply the principles of marginal gains. Essentially, it's a concept that a guy by the name of Dave Brailsford used to get British cycling to incredible levels that it hadn't ever achieved and that's with the whole Sky Racing team and the Olympic teams as well. If you haven't checked out Brailsford's work, please do yourself a favor. There's so much to learn. And essentially, it's the compounding effect of getting better at something 1% each day or each week. And how that quickly ramps up over the course of a year or 5 years or 10 years into an incredible, incredible benefit. My next conversation was with Emily Boland. And this conversation really helped me demystify the process of moving abroad. I now understand what the cultural adjustment cycle is. We all experience this when we move abroad. And Emily helped me see that you need to be kind and patient with yourself and that there's no such thing as a normal move. Everything is abnormal when you move abroad. Uprooting your life and moving overseas is a challenging experience for everyone. The next episode was incredible for me. I spoke to Timothy Swill, and Tim and I share something, and that is the loss of a parent. He lost his dad about a year or so after I lost my mom. And the two of us opened up about what it feels like to lose someone that you love. And I really appreciate Tim for lending an ear and a shoulder to listen and to support me when we were chatting. And I hope that I could do the same for him. I think that these shared experiences that we have with other human beings are extremely powerful. And if you ever face loss or despair... I hope that you can find people you trust so that you can open up and talk to them about it. I think it really helps with the healing process. My next episode was with Billy Richards. And Billy, well, I think he's probably the most incredible guest I spoke to in terms of accomplishments within his narrow field of what he does. Billy is a 
endurance athlete and he defined an endurance event as a marathon or longer. So anything that is a race that is a marathon in length or longer. And he's done more than 600 events that are classified as endurance events. So some of his, his stories are wild. If you haven't checked out his episode, I suggest that you do. I believe that's episode 15. Um, but what Billy taught me is that things that we think are impossible, things that we think are crazy, are often within our reach. You just have to change your mindset. If you can change your mindset, you can get across the finish line and do things that are otherwise seen as extraordinary. Whenever I feel like I'm slacking, I think about Billy, and I'm hoping that if you ever feel that you can't do something, just listen to his story, and I'm sure it'll inspire you to make a change. Episode 16 was with Jade Spencer, and I loved this conversation with Jade, another amazing conversation, because Jade just simplified the whole process of being healthy. Her message is simple. It's not easy. Not always easy to follow what she has to say because we're human and we we falter, we make mistakes, we err, as they say. But I really enjoy the fact that she doesn't make it a complex system to get healthy. And just focus on the fundamentals of your health and fitness. Focus on what you're eating. Focus on hitting you know, roughly six to 10,000 steps a day, more if possible. And you're about 80% of the way to, to winning the battle with your health and your fitness. If you want a deeper dive into the other four tips that Jade had, go and check out her episode. Um, I'm sure it'll help those people who are finding weight loss or weight management to be unsustainable. Episode 17 was with Choppy, and I must admit, to me, I think Choppy uh, is an incredible young man. He recently did a extremely long run. I can't remember the distance off the top of my head, um, but check out episode 17 if you want the details of the run. I do know that he did make the 100,000 rand which is about $5,000 that was needed to build an inverter or buy an inverter for the the animal shelter, which is Mzananda Animal Clinic. And he raised the money for them so they can now install the, their inverter and the hospital doesn't have to worry about losing power. And this lesson really taught me the power of helping in your community the power of serving, and I think it's something that I don't always do very well and something that I really want to focus on in the future. Helping others, serving others is such a great thing that us humans can do, and if you're able to do so in your own life, I highly recommend it. Episode 18 was with Lauren Ammon, and Lauren touched on one of my keystone habits and something that I recommend everyone to try, and that's meditation. And I know that a lot of people are hesitant about meditation. I was in the beginning as well, to be honest. 
I thought it was woo-woo and sort of out there and intangible until I discovered the Headspace app. I don't have any affiliations with Headspace. They're not a sponsor of any kind. It's just been, in my personal opinion, the best source of guided meditation that I've been able to find. And you can get that on your Play Store or your Apple Store if you're an Apple. And yeah, if you don't know where to start as a beginner, try Headspace out. Once you feel as if you no longer need Headspace and you can do it on your own, that's also great. You can head out and do it on your own once you've learned the principles of meditation from Andy Pudicum and his team on Headspace. Lesson number 18. That was with Michael Pupmeyer. And through speaking to Mike, I was able to learn how important organizational culture is. That can be in a sports team, a business team, even in your family unit. The attitudes or the attitude and the behaviors you build in your team, they will ultimately determine whether you succeed and excel or whether you underperform in a task that you're given. And it's something that I think is so difficult, in my personal opinion, to build, but something that we all need to focus on. Think about your work environment or your family environment. Are you helping to contribute towards the right kind of culture that you want to foster in your in your personal spaces or in your workspaces? Number 19 is a lesson I got from Jason. Jason is a personal trainer, and that's episode 20. And I spoke to Jason at a time where I was at the very beginning of my journey into sobriety. I was never an alcoholic, but I was a recreational drinker. You know, I drank pretty much every weekend, sometimes a couple of beers in a week. And his experience with alcohol and his subsequent sober lifestyle made me commit to being sober for at least one year. I started my journey in October of 2022, and now coming at the end of March, that will be, what, six months without alcohol, and I really cannot put into words the extent of the benefits you will experience from taking a prolonged break from alcohol. If you can manage it, the competitive advantage you will get is just mind-blowing. Give it a shot if that's something you've been thinking of doing. Episode 21 was with Ryan Buerta, and this is lesson number 20 that I got from Ryan. And it was his experience of being a gym owner in the COVID pandemic and his story about realizing that Going forward into the future, we are all going to have to adapt. We are all going to have to be continuous learners to survive in this new economy. And that's something I really would like everyone to think about, that gone are the days where you can go to school, go to university, study one thing, and that's the end of your learning. Learning is now going to be a constant process that all of us will need to embrace. Lesson number 21 was from Dr. Ryan Fuller. And for me, who is a pragmatic person, I really loved the practical tip of paced breathing that Dr. Fuller taught me. That's a four count in, 
with your breathing, a seven count hold, and an eight count out. And he recommended that on the out breath, you use what's called pursed lips. So kind of like, I think he said blowing down a straw into a glass of liquid. So instead of breathing out sort of wide open mouth, keep your your mouth sort of narrow and tensed so that you can elongate that out breath. And the reason for doing this is to keep calm or to calm down in situations where you feel yourself getting flustered or angry. He did recommend that you practice this when you aren't angry so that you can easily deploy it when you do feel yourself getting riled up by something or by someone. So I hope that that can help those of you who are looking for practical tips on managing anger. And uh, if you want some more information on anger management, certainly give his episode a good listen to. He talks about CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, and how that helps with the management of anger. Moving on to the final few lessons that I learned, and number 22 was from Will Esau. And a massive talking point for us was the issue of regret. And I know it's cliche and it's easier said than done, but we have to let go of our regrets. We have to let go of our past mistakes. Every misstep that I have made in my personal life has led me to where I am today. And I'm sure that those of you who are going through hard times feel as if things are never going to change, things are never going to get better. In my personal experience, they do. And, you know, I wouldn't have met my wife had I not gone through all the ups and downs of my life. I would be walking a completely different path today. You have the option and the choice to correct your mistakes, to course correct, to pivot, to change. Don't dwell on your past. Look to your future. And, yeah, as you can hear, that's kind of resonating again with something that Rafi said from one of my earlier lessons that I mentioned. I think it was lesson number eight. Lesson 23 was from my most recent podcast with Dr. Joe Lukens. And the thing that really jumped out from our conversation was the language that we use. Listen to yourself when you speak, either with a little voice inside your head or outwardly, what are you saying to other people? Your language is going to direct all your actions and behavior, even when you aren't conscious of it. One tip that Dr. Lukens gave me that really sort of shows the power of this is when she said to add the word yet to the end of your sentences. For example, I'm a teacher in Korea and a lot of my students tell me that they can't speak English. So I tell them, you can't speak English yet. That yet adds potential. It's something that can change. It's not a fixed mindset, as what Dr. Lukens described in in the full episode. Um, She talks a lot about the performance mindset, a sort of unique approach to Carol Dweck's work and the growth mindset. And if you're more interested in that, you can also pick up Carol Dweck's book, Mindset. Alternatively, you could also listen to Joe's podcast that I had with her, And she also has a great book called The Elite. The final two 
lessons that I learned are more general lessons that I learned from the whole process of podcasting. And number 24 is sometimes you just have to take a leap of faith. You can't let fear stop you from doing the things that you love, just in case that taking that jump leads to somewhere incredible. And in all honesty, I put off doing a podcast for probably two years because I was so worried about what other people thought of me. And yeah, that's something that I look back on now and I realize I'm much more willing to put myself out on the line after starting this podcast. The final lesson that I want to share with you is something that I learned from speaking to such a diverse group of people is that each person has a unique story, a unique perspective that they can share and it will add value to your life. So I now go into every single conversation with an open mind and I encourage you to do the same. Treat each person as a learning opportunity. It's such a great way to go about thinking about other people's stories and perspectives. So yeah, that's the end of this week's episode in terms of of the content. And before I go, I just want to say an absolute huge thank you to every single guest and every single audience member that I've had listening to the show. We are right up near that 1,000 download mark and it would be incredible that we could get if we could get there by the end of next week when my final episode comes out. And so, as always, I would hope that if this episode adds value and you enjoyed it, that you'd share it with someone that you care about because you never know how that could impact or change their life. Until next time... Keep well.